Hey friends, it's Mark James. I think I'm dead. <laughs> Sorry this episode's late. What time is it? It's Saturday night and it is, um, is it, oh God, it's three minutes to nine. That is late, isn't it? That is really late. Sorry. I'll tell you where it's been. I just woke up on the couch. I'm freezing cold. Um, I just put Joshua to bed and everything. Well, I'd say put him to bed. He has two nights a week where, you know this already, but he has two nights a week where we basically don't make him go to sleep. One of those nights he's allowed to stay up downstairs and watch stuff with Sarah and I. The other night he's allowed to do that same thing, but in his bed. He's allowed to watch TV or whatever in bed until he falls asleep. Just on the weekends when he hasn't got school the next day. Sarah's out. Um, having drinks in town, a birthday weekend, of course, with her two uh, friends. And so I have been in the house uh, with Joshua all day. She went out at three. Well, let me take you back a little bit. Uh, last night, as you know, I was recording a podcast. The person I was recording the podcast with lives in Hawaii. So he wanted to record it just after midday. That, of course, for me was just after uh, 11 a.m. So it was pretty late. So I didn't end up going to bed until nearly 2 a.m., and then I woke up this morning at nine and um, potted around the house a bit, went for a little walk, put a pound on. <laughs> oh, all I ate yesterday was Rocky Road and some potato. That wasn't good. Um, well, it was good, but it wasn't good for me. So, um, yeah, I got home and then Sarah went out. And I've basically been at home with Joshua all day. So we've uh, he's been in his room and he's read and drawn and I played Call of Duty. He's been downstairs with me and we watched TV together and practiced his magic. We've uh, made, I made him tuna mayo sandwiches. We chilled, we sat, made each other laugh and rolled about on the living room floor and wrestled and, you know, um, just tried to make each other laugh and be stupid for ages. So that was basically the day. And then we're just sitting and um, I said to him, oh, it's... Uh, it's half seven, half an hour, buddy, and you got to go up to bed. But then you can stay up in your room. And he said, yeah, okay, no problem. And then next thing I know, it was half past eight, and I just woke up. So he was still sitting in the chair playing on his iPad, and um, I was out cold, and I was cold. The heating wasn't on in the house. And I asked, um, Alexa, you have to say it like that, Alexa. Because if you say Alexa, then it cancel, then it turns on there's one in this room we've got those Alexa things uh in four or five rooms of the house and um if you say it <laughs> if you say it um she turns on and you immediately she gets turned on quicker than a teenage rock star is that is that the right phrase that doesn't sound right you know like um that film with mark Wahlberg where they're like 18, 19 year old and they're rock stars and they uh, go around and everything. I don't know. Anyway, she gets turned on quick is what I'm saying. <laughs> gets turned on quicker than me when I was watching Euro Trash when I was 15 and you never knew when a boob was going to appear. So you had to be ready. <laughs> so yeah, you can't say a name ever. It's terrifying. Otherwise, it you know, you'll get a reply or it'll try and do something. So anyway, I tried to use it to turn on the heating because it's connected to Hive, the home heating system. And I said, Hello. you have to talk like Marlon Brando in uh, The Godfather. You got to do that. So um, I tried to use it to turn on the heat and it didn't work because for some reason the hub that the Hive is connected to uh, wasn't responding. So that was annoying. 
So I did that before I fell asleep and then I woke up and it was still freezing. So I just went in the kitchen and used the little device, the little manual thing to turn it on. Now it's getting warmer, which is good, but I'm still cold. Josh was in bed. I'm really tired because uh, I've just woken up. I don't know what to do. I might have a little bath and just, you know, relax and then a shower and feel good and be a bit more alert when Sarah gets home because she won't be that long. Everywhere shuts at 10, doesn't it, with the lockdown rules. So the latest that you can stay out is not that late. So I could spend the next hour doing something like that. I mean, I'll spend the next 10 minutes talking to you guys. So I hope you're all having a good day. I don't know what I'm on about, to be honest. I got a haircut today on my walk into town. Something happened that made me rethink my relationship with my barber quite drastically. <laughs> I don't know if he listens to this, but he does follow me on Instagram, so there's every chance. I'll have to name the episode so that it doesn't highlight the fact that it's about him, because he'll see it on my story. Um, he was cutting my hair, and his phone rang. And his phone ringtone was a song that, you know, you can, you know, you can obviously choose any song for your ringtone. His was Hero by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> I took that as quite a bad sign. He's Turkish. He's a Turkish barber. And um, he is clearly a big fan of Enrique Iglesias. It just came in. In his pocket. He's, imagine this, right? He's cutting my hair. And he was on the bit, actually, because I get a line, you know, a, a properly shaved line. My parting, it's like a side parting, 1940s style side parting. And so the, the line that divides the parting is shaved with a cutthroat razor. So he's got the cutthroat razor to my head and he's just doing the little gap. And suddenly, inches away, as he's leaning over me, out of his pocket, I hear, Would you dance? If I asked you to dance. And then he puts his hand in his pocket. Would you run and never look back? And then he answers. And I have no idea what he said because he was speaking in uh, Turkish. Would you cry? But the song had finished. So, yeah, and I was sitting there thinking, huh, I'd give him some stick about that, but he's got a knife to my throat. <laughs> so it might be a bad idea. Although I once did talk to him about religion. Um, oh, I've just failed the challenge. My friend Dave said to me, see if you can get through a whole podcast without talking about religion. I suppose he meant without mocking some form of religion. I'll try it tomorrow, I promise. Um, yeah, I, I was once talking to him about religion because he's Muslim and he was talking to me about uh, Ramadan and he was saying about how hungry he gets and that you can only eat between when the sun is, you can only eat while the sun's down, I think. And it was the summer and he was going, so I can't eat until after nine and then I can't eat again after four in the morning. No, yeah, so it was like between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. or something you could eat. And he said, I spent two and a half of those hours in um, the mosque because he goes to pray in the middle of the night. And I said to him, have you ever considered that God might not love you? <laughs> and he said, what do you mean? I said, well, if he makes you get up in the middle of the night to pray, but you're not allowed to have a sandwich. I mean, you know, if he loved you, the rules would be just eat as much chocolate cake as you can and pray if you get a chance. And he laughed and I said to him, I'm sure there's probably some sort of accepted wisdom about not taking the mick out of someone's religion when they've got a cutthroat razor to your throat, <laughs> but I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> 
and we laughed. Salam alaikum, I said to him. But he's a lovely man. And um, he's taught me quite a lot about uh, the Muslim religion. And I, he's what, you know, I... I talk to a lot of my friends who are religious about religion a lot because I'm fascinated by it. And I hope that those people all understand that I respect their right to their mad beliefs. <laughs> I just don't believe them myself. But I am curious about it. And I really, really, really want to know. And I ask a lot of probing questions. But all with the idea of learning more about it. I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating that Peter, Ricky Gervais has made this point, but... Isn't it funny how you tend to believe in the God of when you were born and geographically, you know, local to you? So if you're born in Turkey in the 1980s and you turn out to be Muslim, that's quite unsurprising. And if you're born in, you know, Preston in the 1990s and you turn out to be Catholic, it's not hugely surprising. Like there's nobody, there's nobody born in 1996 in Sheffield that believes in Thor and Odin and loads of, you know, Greek or Roman or any mythical sort of um, old world gods. Everyone believes in the gods of their time and geographical location because, of course, predominantly it's handed down from religion. is quite hereditary, isn't it, in most cases? Sometimes people get new religion when they get in relationships and things, but even then it's very rare that it's, you know, if someone told you they were praying to Odin, you'd think they were mad. So I don't know. It is fascinating, though. And uh, it takes all sorts, as we always say. So I find that um, I find that a thing. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, the thing that worries me most about him, my Turkish uh, barber friend, is that he loves Enrique Iglesias enough to have him as a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, ringtones have evolved quite a lot over the years. They, uh, I remember when I first got a phone. The thing with a phone initially was that um, you couldn't get ringtones. They just had these daft, horrible 8-bit tunes. Like like when you play, what's that little thing? A stylophone. When you press the two bits of metal together and it's like just a beep. It's a series of beeps. And um, all the ringtones sounded like that. 8-bit ringtones. And then you would find on the internet, people had posted how you created your own ringtones or kind of famous songs using the 8-bit ringtone creator. So a lot of phones had like this creation bit. And depending on what number you pressed, how long you pressed it down for, and what spaces you had, you could basically have all of the notes and sharps and flats um, and, you know, the right gaps between them. And so you could create, I mean, I had The Simpsons for mine, but it was only like, you know, you know, it wasn't like amazing. It just sounded basically like the Simpsons theme. And everyone had themes like that. And then I remember that there was used to be things in magazines. I don't know if they still exist, but they were ringtone, um, ringtones that you could download, but you had to send a text message with a certain code. And they would text that code to your phone. And it would just start working sort of semi-automatically. I think you just had to accept it. Because you could also... My phone was called a BT Cellnet phone. And it was a little black phone with a sort of roundish top with a little black hard antenna sticking out of it. About the size of the last segment of the end of your little finger. Based on, you know, a reasonably ordinary size male six-foot person's hand. <laughs> my hand is what I mean. Um, yeah, it was about that size. And there was the BT Cellnet phone. It only had two lines on the screen. Um, and they were both text. There was no pictures or anything. 
but I seem to remember that you could text a thing and for about £87.50 <laughs> of your pay-as-you-go credit, you could um, get like a Nike tick. And it is Nike, by the way. A lot of people in the UK say Nike, but I read uh, Shoe Dog, Phil, what's his name's book, who founded Nike. And uh, he describes, he says that the company's called Nike. He reads the book himself because it's named after the uh, Roman god, uh, and the fact that you would bestow Nike on the victorious uh, warriors. Originally, that company Nike was called Blue Ribbon Sports Co. It's a fascinating story. The The book is called Shoe Dog, but I listened to it on audiobook. Is, is he called Phil Knight? I think he's called Phil Knight. Hang on, I'm opening up my Audible now. I hope it doesn't make something happen to the recording. No, it looks like it's going to be okay. Let me have a look. Shoe Dog... Um, I listened to it quite a long time ago. God, I listened to absolutely loads of uh, audiobooks. Yeah, Phil Knight, Shoe Dog. It's really, really worth listening to if you're in, if you're interested in just brands or clothing or tra- you know sneakers or trainers or anything. It's a it's a really good book and it's about twelve hours long. I loved it. But yeah, so um, you could get a Nike tick as the sort of screen of your phone. And I think I paid and had one, but I had a bit of a con with my phone. Anyone else who had the BT Cellnet phone right, might remember this, that you could con credit. So you'd get £5 credit on uh, by scratching off this little scratch card and you'd ring it up and you would type in the numbers and that would put the, the money on your phone. But then you would send a text so you never called anybody. You frequently rang people and if they hung up, if they answered, you were furious. Why have you answered? <laughs> You waste my credit. I'm ringing you to let you know I'm ready. Or I'm ringing you to say, are we going out or whatever? And you had a series of codes. If you rang someone and they rang you back, it meant come round or whatever. Um, But nobody ever answered. But if you sent a text on this phone, you could press send. And then as soon as you press send and the bar of the text sending started to move, you held down the power button and the phone would turn off. And nine times out of ten, the text would still send but the credit wouldn't come off your phone. It was a really strange hack that sort of everybody knew. And then you turn the phone back on and check your credit and it would still be there. It was amazing. And everybody used to do it. I used to turn my phone off like 50 times a day because you were sending that many text messages. And it was great. And then I remember that ringtones got better um, and you started being able to have proper songs. And I had TV themes and songs that were popular and all sorts of things. But of course, it can be quite embarrassing if you're, you know, in a shop and your love of, well, if you're a hairdresser or a barber and your love of Enrique Iglesias gets exposed. (laughs) But I've had loads of stuff. But now on my phone, I just have the normal ring. Because most of the time, is it true for you that you basically have your phone on silent nearly all the time? My phone is on silent, and yet I never miss calls. My phone is in my hand or in my pocket so frequently that I almost never, ever miss calls. It's bizarre. And so you don't need the ringer. But when the ringer is on, I have um, the normal ring for when it's ringing, just the brr, brr, just that. Oh, that's wrong, isn't it? That's the ring when you make an outbound call. But you know what I mean. Ring, ring. <laughs> Ring, ring, when someone's ringing you. I have that. For my text message, I have uh, Great Scott from Back to the Future. When I get an email, I have the sound from... um, It's the music box from The Conjuring. You know, when the sound of The Conjuring and then the clap at the end, the... It's that. 
Um, but I've had a few different ones. I used to have from the Zelda game, listen, from uh, the N64 Zelda game. Uh, I do like those little tones for, for text messages and emails. They're kind of fun. You can't change your Facebook Messenger sound, I don't think. I think Facebook have monopolized that. I'm not aware you can change it. Maybe you can. I'll look into it. But yeah, so I had loads of different ringtones and now you can have anything you want. But in an age when you can get anything you want and you can almost always find a way to do it for free, it doesn't seem like anybody really bothers because their phone's on silent. Unless, of course, you're a Turkish barber and you're a big fan of Enrique. <laughs> so I asked lots of you as well to message yesterday and uh, not everybody did you know, but that's okay. Uh, quite a few people did, and I really appreciate just saying that they listen to the podcast and love it. Uh, thank you to my friend Lee, who I didn't know listens to this, and he said he, he does, and that it, uh, it it just makes his day better. That's really nice. That is why I started doing it. Today is Mental Health Awareness Day, and so it's nice to know that something I'm doing in order to keeping control of my own mental health in some respects, you know, just getting your thoughts out there and feeling like even though you're not connecting with people in such a, in the same way as you did before, you're still connecting with people. This means so much to me to make this podcast and the fact that people listen to it. So to find out that you guys get something out of it that's similar, um, it's like a, it's a really good side effect, isn't it? That's a fringe benefit, I think you might call it. So that's good. Uh, another friend of mine called Stephen messaged me to say that he listened to it while he was shaving his back in the bath. <laughs> now, as you know, I've referred to myself on a previous episode as a hairless shit machine, and I keep my back very clean of hair, but I use hair removal cream and the aid of my wife. How do you shave your back in the bath? Is it one of those things that's like a shaver, but it's on a long pole? Is it like when you were a kid and, you know, the, the school windows were high and they had to be opened with a pole? Well, that's a very specific experience to me, no doubt. But is it a shaver on a pole? That's what I want to know. Tell me. And ha does anyone else shave their back? If you shave your back with a shaver on the pole, let me know. I listen to Bill Burr's podcast quite a lot, and he's always advertising a shaver that's meant for shaving your balls and stuff. It's a ceramic bladed shaver. It's electronic, and it's supposed to minimize the nicks and cuts, which if you're shaving your balls is going to come in really handy. <laughs> well, I didn't know what I was going to talk about today because uh, I was super tired, but this has woke me right up, and now I'm in a pretty decent mood. So thanks for being there. You know, indirectly and directly. You guys are all awesome. Thanks to Alex as well, who messaged me to say that my episode about It's Okay Not To Be Okay uh, is one of his favourites. And um, I remember recording that on a pretty down day. But, you know, we've, uh, we're finding strength, aren't we, among us? So let's be there for each other, friends. You're all awesome. Go and shave your backs in the bath and listen to some Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> See you tomorrow.